Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast. Quite possibly the greatest, I forget what I'm supposed to do, movie ever made. Try it again. I'm Chris Terkotch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my book open. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast. Quite possibly the greatest Barnum's Animal Cracker movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Terkotch. In this episode, we're covering minute 78 of the Burbs, which begins with Steve Koontz talking to Rumsfeld. It ends with Ray looking at all the Clopex stuff. Okay, so we are we're moving on two fronts again. We got the, the party going on outside, and we got the smaller party going on inside the Clopex house. Two-man party going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actual business of the film being done inside the Clopex house. God, <laughs> it's about to start, too. Yeah, so uh, Koontz is trying to talk to... Uh, our man, uh, Clo- uh, Klopak, uh, Rumsfeld up on the roof. <laughs> he, wants, he wants the he party said, to get going. He said, when's the big unveiling? Like, Rumsfeld yeah, knows yeah. what he's even talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, he knows they're all out there to watch the show, but he's, he tells them to piss off. <laughs> he says, I gotta go to work in a couple hours. Rumsfeld says, piss off. Yeah. All right, there's a few things I need to talk about with uh, what's going on with uh, Rumsfeld here. First of all, he says, tells him to get this lame out of his yard. Yeah, that was great. Get my yard, Lamo. <laughs> um, if you, I don't know if you have, can pause it on Ricky's group of friends that you see. Yeah. So it's Ricky standing there, and he's got Steve Koontz on his left. He has some okay. really weird buck tooth guy standing behind him. The girl on his right looks like the girl from Chasing Amy. The the actual girl, like the yeah. one that dated Smith. Yeah, the one that yeah the tower. Yeah, I can't get back to it now. Now I want to see her. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, think it's in the moment that I paused it, it looked so much like her that I was like, get ready to look it up. Joey Lauren Adams is the actress I'm thinking of. Yeah, which I'm almost positive is not her. Can, are you unable to find it? You don't know I, how to I, use. But I can't. Every time I try to back I it mean, up, she's like... also dressed like Cindy Lauper, <laughs> which is. I see her. Yeah, I do see who you're talking about. Yeah, she does look like her. And the person next to him, who I assume is supposed to be one of Ricky's friends, looks like he's 37 years old. <laughs> he has like. White blonde hair and a receding yeah. hairline. He he kind of looks like um, the bad guy from uh, not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, the one that he, he was up like against. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I know yeah. you're talking. About I mean, the guy's also in the West Wing, which is probably what he's really known for. But <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> all right, so I, I had to double check. It's definitely not Joey Lauren Adams because she's not in the show until 1991. Okay, but I had to look. <laughs> I just, I just had to know. I was like, man, if that was her, that would have been an unbelievable catch. <laughs> right, so uh, I also want to talk about what uh, what Mark's got going on up there. Yeah. So first of all, he has a he has a yellow. It kind of looks like a mug, but I feel like it's a plastic cup. It looks like a bathroom, like wash your mouth out cup, doesn't it? But it definitely looks like the type of cup I would have in my house in like 1985. Yeah. Like you'd have one of those awful things. You can also see from his roof, you can see the out into the what's supposed to be the Iowa countryside, and it's obviously L.A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is eating some Barnum's Animal Crackers, which is uh, pretty ironic as the uh, Barnum Ringling Brothers Barnum Bailey Circus is closing down. It's closing down. And it, is that what that is? Is it just, like, Barnum's Animal Crackers? It's not Ringling Brothers Animal Crackers, apparently. Apparently. Apparently they weren't involved in that. They didn't. <laughs> they have nothing to do with the Animal Cracker business. <laughs> well, I mean, I know all those were mixed together. They were all different companies that all ended up coming together. Oh, yeah, so maybe they weren't quite together at this point. All right. So let's get into Animal Crackers if we're talking right. about it. <laughs> Since we're already right. in now. Animal Crackers, a particular type of small cookie baked in the shape of an animal. Makes sense. 
Um, there's a bunch of other ones. Uh, Animal-shaped cookies took off in the late 19th century. I was going to say, why are they called crackers? They don't taste like crackers. They don't look like crackers. They're cookies. Is this, is this the uh, animal biscuit cookies were made and distributed under National Biscuit Company, also known as Nabisco? Nabisco. My father-in-law used to call it National Biscuit Company, and we used to laugh at him when he well, said it. He was right, and you're all wrong. <laughs> he was right, and we all laughed at him. All right, so let's, let's knock this out. 1902 Animal Crackers officially became known as Barnum's Animals and evoked the familiar circus theme of Barnum and Bailey Circus. Later in 1902, the now familiar box was designed for the Christmas season with the innovative idea of attaching a string to the hang from the Christmas tree, which is still there. Animal crackers used to be the food my mother would buy at the store when we were shopping. She would take it off the shelf, give it to me to eat while we were walking around, <laughs> and then uh, we'd pay for it when we got there. Sometimes empty box. I hate to tell you, they're bland. They're not very good. I'm going to go ahead and say you're a friggin' liar, all right? I'm you, Animal crackers are awesome. They don't taste like nothing. You want to know how they how good they taste? Buy the off-brand ones. Really? Maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe I always had the off-brand ones. Yeah. The off-brand <laughs> ones taste like you're eating – you're just like chewing sawdust. We did buy a lot of off-brand stuff. Yeah, so there's a that... lot more like shortbready salt sugar taste to these. Okay. Yeah, these are very good. I mean as animal crackers go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Barnum's Animal Crackers are all produced in the Fairlawn, New Jersey Bakery by Nabisco Brands. More than 40 million packages of Barnum's Animal Crackers are sold each year. So they're going strong. I mean, they may be losing their uh, their circus business, but at least these will keep going. Maybe they could stop their circus business because they're making so much on animal crackers. All right. The current cookies are bear, bison, camel, cougar, elephant, giraffe, gorilla, hippopotamus, hyena, kangaroo, lion, monkey, rhino, seal, sheep, tiger, zebra. There's that many of them in there? Yeah, I feel like um, there's not that many. I thought there was like a bear, a hippo. <laughs> That seems like a lot of animals that they're making. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, we'll go through a little, some of the in popular culture. Animal Crackers was named for a 1930 Marx Brothers film. Should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. So uh, is that better called Animal Crackers instead of cookies? Yeah, maybe. Co- uh, no, they yeah. were called Animal Crackers before that. Oh. In the 2007 film Zodiac, Inspector David Toshi, portrayed by Mark Ruffalo, is frequently seen eating animal crackers. <laughs> uh, the Burbs does not make the list. Oh. Here's one that's disgusting, just because it's a dumb part in a pretty dumb movie. Animal Crackers figure prominently in a romantic scene between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler in the movie Armageddon. You know, I don't even remember Animal Crackers in that movie. They're laying out by a tree, and he has like one of the little Animal Crackers running up her leg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. It's uh, yeah, Michael <laughs> Bay writing a, a love scene. That's all you need to know. All right, so we'll, we'll get back to our film already in progress. <laughs> yeah. It, again, a very interesting pick by somebody to be like, all right, we're gonna have him up there eating something. He could have eaten anything. He could have had a bag of Slim Jims up there, a little some pork rinds. But they go to with animal crackers and they give him a cup that looks like you give to a five year old. He looks like he's seven years old up there. Either. Yeah. He takes the littlest bite of an animal cracker too. Yeah. And he, he <clears> takes <throat> a bite of an animal cracker. He is yeah. an adult. You shouldn't eat the entire cracker at once. You, you eat the cracker. You put the whole damn thing in your mouth and you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so downtown in the Clopex, they're uh, they're ripping stuff off the windows, so they have some light. That's why he ripped that off, right? I, I look, I'm like, why is he tearing the curtains down? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna get into how stupid these guys are right now. So they're looking at the furnace, and they're like, look at the size of this thing. This thing's got to be 80 years old. Yeah. First problem. Okay, this thing's got to be 80 years old. So one of two things is true. It's either been there for 80 years even though these houses don't look anywhere near that old. Yeah. Or the Klopex brought 
this giant furnace with them? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, that furnace and like 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 we said before, unless the maps were wackos too, there's no reason why that furnace would be in that house. That furnace looks like it was in the Titanic. Yes. And Art says these old places got to be held to heat. Isn't it all the houses the same? I have the exact same note. They live <laughs> in the same neighborhood. Their houses right, the, are all the same. It's a development. There's yeah. not an old house. We're like in a development where you'll have like minor changes. Like in my development, our houses will be – there's like three different types of houses. Yeah. And the most change – like if you have the same type of house, like their house might be set up the exact opposite. Right. Like your living room's on the other oh. side, the kitchen's on this side. Yeah, it makes no sense. This house has got to be held to heat. And then Ray's like, this house isn't this big. Yes, right. Because it's your house. <laughs> it's exactly your house. Did you see the creepy devil thing on the front of it too? Oh yeah. Then, <laughs> it looks like something that would be, you know, in the front of a train in like 1896. Yeah, it's definitely scary. The face is scary looking. Yeah. And they ask the obvious question of what the hell does he need a furnace like this for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a Art has one of the best line readings of all time because he said, "Oh, I think there's been modifications to it." This part, <laughs> yeah. I saw this upstairs. And he goes, I don't know. Does the usual thermostat today usually go up to 5,000 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, these people are – these two are not that slick. No. 5,000 degrees. Do you really need to heat your house to 5,000 degrees? No, but it will help cremate a body. <laughs> it definitely will. Especially, I, I do like that there's a new conduit, which that leads to the theory of like that furnace was already there. So, like, did they take the house because the furnace was there? And if that's <laughs> oh, the case, how'd they know it was there? Right. Yeah, how would they even know the furnace was there? I don't know, but these two fools just staring at At this point, like, just seeing the furnace, I'd be like, well, we're out of here. I mean. <laughs> and, like, now they're going to dig and look for a bone. If the furnace goes to 5,000 degrees, the bones are getting cooked in there, too. Yeah, oh, right? yeah, I mean, I I guess. I mean, maybe there'll be something it's, left, depending on how long. I think it's it's not even as much the temperature. Is how long you leave it in there? Keep them in there. Yeah. I mean, I know there's teeth and stuff left over, but they, you know, you just sweep that under the rug. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according to uh, my intense research, cremation of a dead body is carried out at temperatures ranging between 1400 to 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. About <laughs> <laughs> 5,000 degrees. <laughs> there's goes up to 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think 5,000 might, might completely cremate a body. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they could keep that inside of there. Like I said, oh right. You, like, what, what possible need would you need to go to five thousand degrees? <laughs> like, are they trying to do the the surface of the sun in there? Are you melting steel? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, steel does not melt with the temperature. I saw it on a documentary one time. Go. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a learning minute. This one is. <laughs> No, I can't well, learn anymore. It hurts my brain. What temperature does it go to? Well, I mean, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, try, I try to look up uh, why would you need to heat something up to 5,000 degrees, and yeah. the internet completely failed me. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't know either. Yeah. All I saw was that the it, – yeah, it's just it's once you get up to those temperatures, it's talking about, like, heavenly bodies and stuff and not getting into all that. <laughs> And I mean, like, real heavenly bodies, not like uh, Mrs. Rumsfeld walking around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thermostat on the home furnace, does that normally go up to 5,000 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and the last thing we get is them checking out all the modifications they made. Yeah. There is some strange 
looks like Dr. Frankenstein made it type device sitting off to the side. With like you see it like a tube? Like a giant tube or something? Yeah. Yeah. It, looks, it, it literally looks like it came out of Dr. Frankenstein's lab. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you sure they're murdering people? Maybe they're trying to bring people back to life. Maybe they created Landry down there. Yeah, or they created Hans. <laughs> That's possible. That's why he's all screwed up. He's got his, his brain is Abby normal. <laughs> yeah. Is Abby normal? <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the minute is them looking at this thing in wonder. Yeah. And then the subsequent minutes, our two detectives will try to figure it out. But not exactly um Holmes and Watson in here trying to put this this whole uh story together. Again, I'm not sure even what these two are good at at all because yeah, everything yeah. they do is wrong. <laughs> Cuz let's try to be honest. You've broken into your neighbor's house. Who you think has killed somebody? <laughs> for some reason, searched their yard first. You're now in their basement with right. the furnace that turns up to 5,000 degrees. Where <laughs> should you look next? Yeah. Maybe it, inside uh, the furnace. Before you play around and turn it on. Yeah. Before you start digging around and see what you can find. <laughs> but no, they're idiots. I also don't know. This goes back. I think I may have asked this last week, but I know they knew the Clopex were going up to the university. How'd they know it was going to take all day? Yeah, how long did they think they were going to be gone? So let's assume the university is, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, a half-hour drive. I'd say that's average. Okay. So that's an hour up and back. Let's say they had a two-hour-long meeting and stopped for lunch. And so that's three hours there. That's, what, four hours? They brought their dog with them. Yeah. They can't be gone forever with the dog. <laughs> yeah. <And they> just <laughs> taking dumps in the back of the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does take away from my other theory. If they if they really, really thought their neighbors were onto them, they drive away, and we'll find out later there's evidence in the car. They could have ditched all that stuff. Yeah. Which, if they would have done that, this movie ends a little differently. Again, right, exactly. There's no way to figure it out at that point. Yeah, all you have is these three bumbling idiots saying what happened. You have no evidence because the evidence is going to be gone by then. Right, right. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to find the evidence with a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> comb through it so find a tooth or something <laughs> alright I don't think I have anything else Lilo, animal crackers 5,000 degree furnace no, I think we covered it all you know every time somebody says the word comb through I think of that scene in Spaceballs <laughs> <laughs> find anything yet nothing we, yet sir they <laughs> <you> found shit <laughs> great thanks <laughs> You're definitely editing the next time we have a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help that one. That one's just stay in. You have to leave that one in. <laughs> I'm going to cut out your voice and put his in. You should. That will be even better. All right. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything left? That's it. All right. Uh, swing over to Facebook and check us out there. We're, we're always putting new stuff up when I remember to. Um, go over to Twitter. Um, we're semi-active there. You can talk to us about a. Whatever stuff we've missed, you can yell at us a little bit. Chris will answer you. I'm tweeting like crazy. <laughs> he's a he's a real tweeter. Tweet machine. <laughs> um, if uh, you haven't got enough of me here, you can listen to me on Slycast, where we talk about all of Sylvester Stallone's movies. We're really moving along at a rapid pace. We're averaging a good three, four podcasts a year. If, if you listen to the last episode, you might even hear another voice you recognize. <laughs> yeah, we managed to sneak <laughs> this podcast onto my other podcast, <laughs> like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Um, go over to moviesbyminutes.com, check out all the other Minute podcasts. You'll definitely find something you like. Uh, one of the newer editions is up there is the Princess Bride Minute, which, let's be honest, Princess Bride, probably one of the ten greatest movies ever made. 
Yeah, great movie. Um, I watch it with my kid all the time. I was going to say, it's timeless. You can just bring it on yeah. and show it to your kids. It's a perfect <laughs> movie. I love it, she loves it, and it annoys my wife. And it has Andre the Giant in it. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just walk around and just yell out, no more rhymes now, I mean it. <laughs> just to listen to her go, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> all right. I don't have anything else. Uh, I just want to know one last thing. Is uh, is this computer supposed to go up to 5,000 degrees? And uh, stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>